1: What, 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 what's up, movie trivia schmodown fans? Welcome to the schmodown rundown, the only show that matters. My name is Brad Gilmore, but you might know me by another name. You might know me as the boat.
0: Oh my God, you're my dreamboat for sure. You're a slacker,
2: Brad. Right, Gilmore and this bitch. Mm. And
1: I'm joined by um, well I don't know. I mean a proud, what? happy. Chicago White Sox fan <laughs> who must just be ecstatic I'm sorry. after today's results.
2: Yeah, just re- feeling real good. You know the they threw up man. a they threw up a sexy number of one run. Woo. <laughs> but you know what? It's, it's yeah. Hold on. Sexy numbers sexy. from a sexy player. Sexy. I love yeah. those numbers. Sexy numbers. I love those numbers. I'm feeling uh. really good about. Oh, six, I'm feeling those numbers. Feeling those numbers of one run scored six by by uh your guys over there. You know, <laughs> um like it's all it's 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 you know, losing by one or by six. You know, losing's losing. You know, it doesn't matter how much it's by. It's all it's at the end of the day, it's a loss, and then you move on. You know, I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Although we'll, it, we'll, we'll, we'll get it tomorrow. We'll get it tomorrow. Matters. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, we'll see. We'll see about that. I mean, look. Yeah, we will. Look, look. You tried. You know what I mean? You tried. I, uh, what was, speaking, I didn't... Of, speaking of, no. speaking of, really, really, real quick, Tim Sim. What's up, Tim Sim? Hey, Brad, how about them Strohs? We feeling good. Hashtag for the H. Hashtag Houston versus everybody. By the way, I mean, here's the thing. I just have two words.
2: Yeah. Jordan Alvarez. 0 oh, for 3, right? He was 0 for 3 today. Look, look man. for 4? I look, don't know. man. He look, struck out three times. I know that. I don't know what else he did. Just but... wait. Just wait. Okay. I'm just telling you. I'm just I waiting. Mean, I mean, me just wait. You just wait to see, you know, Eloy Menez and Luis Roberts and all these guys, Jasmany Grandal, get going. I mean. I saw some of you. them, but, but it, it didn't seem don't like you? they were around today. I mean, hey, hey, look, you, you, had a, you had a good pitcher up there? That's fine. And, like, you have, like, one good pitcher. That's great. We have, like, a lot. Of good pitchers, well, you so, know what? I don't. I feel great that we got rid of Garrett Cole. I mean, we didn't get rid of him. <laughs> Dude, oh my god! Yeah, well, but oof, um, he left. Well, he just stunk, stunk up the, stunk up the joint. What did he get? Like a like two hundred million dollars? I or don't know. Like? It was yeah, yeah. I, was don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't bad contract. Hey. It is what it is. It's not, it's not my problem. <laughs> there, there you I, go. I got other problems in Chicago. <laughs> Look, man, great <laughs> we gotta win insight, game
1: two. as always, Yeah, I Frank Janish. Um, Hey, man, we got a lot to talk about. We yeah. um, had a couple matches this week. Star Wars, teams, tournament going down. Um, But uh, some big news. Let's start off, because I want to talk about the live show. We're going to break down the live show. We're going to yeah. give our final predictions for it. But let's start off with this right here, this little baby right here. Boom. Ooh. October the 26th, it goes down our first annual uh, edition of FCL Warfare. Warfare goes down October 26th. This is our version of the spectacular, our WrestleMania, our Super Bowl, our World Series, Frank Janish. It no. is FCL Warfare. Best of champion- <laughs> championship yes, best of seven. Championship matches, rivalry, uh, year long rivalries coming to an end. Perhaps a final farewell for some more details to come on that. But FCL Warfare, October the twenty sixth. The Flouse, I can say, will defend Ooh. his championship against somebody. Well, let me just end let me just let me not give anything more away. But I'm just gonna say yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Somebody... Okay. Somebody... It'll be... Whoa. Somebody. Somebody whoa. Okay. okay. Somebody whoa. So that goes down October the
2: 26th. Uh, F-C-L
1: Warfare. Nice. Frank. How
2: do you feel about that? I feel... uh, I'm excited to see the Flows finally defend this thing. Me too. And for him to like finally lose it because it's a disgrace I what's I going on over there. But... You know, whoever ends up playing him. I'm curious. Now I gotta wait till the twenty sixth to find out, apparently. Cause uh, you know, you think the guy who runs that program over there who's on this show would you know, throw a bone here or there. You want you, um, you want
1: you, you want a, a you want a scoop? You want scoop? I want right the now? whole enchilada.
2: I don't want the scoop. I'm not
1: giving you the whole enchilada, but do you want a scoop? And I'm telling you, look, I'm being straight up with you, Frank Janis. I'm being straight up with you right now as I hold I
2: screen this- conversations.
1: They all want the scoop. As I, I hold this, this is actually ChapStick, but as I hold this in the hand, oh. as real as this ChapStick is, I will give you the scoop, okay? I will give you the scoop right now.
2: Okay, wow, well, that camera
1: trick's good. Okay. Let me tell <laughs> Tell me, tell me. FCO Warfare? Yeah. Four matches. We're going to be going matches. down. Four matches. Four matches. Two titles on the line, Star Wars and Singles. Okay. J.C. Reifenberg will be in the building, scheduled. You know, this is alternative card subject to change. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, because it's live. Underline that. Anything can happen. Um, We know the Flouse is going to be defending his championship. Major announcement coming uh, about perhaps the last time we're going to see certain players ever play the game. There might be a there might be a loser leaves town stipulation. Uh oh, you don't know, you don't know, and and perhaps number one contender situation going on. Perhaps, perhaps, maybe not just two people in that number one contender match. I don't know. And? Look, look, things are crazy. Things are crazy over here. Like there. a
2: triple threat. Just, yeah, yeah.
1: Know. You know what I mean? I don't know. A quadruple I don't
2: know threat.
1: Quintuple. So what's after that? What's Octuple? after five? Octu- is it octopol? It's not. Maybe it is. And it I just sounds like a I just, dirty word, Brad. I'm not going to say it. I just finished <laughs> watching No Time to Die in the movie yeah. theater, and I'm just going to give you my um, review. This is my non-spoiler review of James Bond's No okay. Time to Die. You ready for it? I'm
2: ready. Can I get a great Scott? Great Scott! Just play some Rick Astley at this point. Like, come on. Like, that's my okay. that's my review. That's that's, that's your review. Come, on. all right. That's
1: my review. Okay. Trust me. Once you see the movie, you'll agree with my review. Frank Janish, New York. It's it's happening. It's happening in it just is. a couple of days. For the for I think the first time where I will be attending a live event and you're not there. Right? Is that the first time uh, Atlanta? Atlanta. Atlanta.
2: Yeah. This. Oh wow. This is actually the past two live events I have not been at. Cantina doesn't Wait. count. Is this the first live event since
1: Atlanta? Who oh, this
2: is? Yeah, yeah. Whoa! That means I first to live event up. since Atlanta, 2020. We haven't had one since then. Now we're, going, we're having the first one of the 2021 season, and we're in October. First one. We're back in Brooklyn, where it all started. Really, outside of LA. Outside of LA, the first place we went was Brooklyn. First spot, and it was at the pandemonium same spot, at that right? place. Same at the spot. Roulette. That's right. Wow. Man. Going back to where this it all crazy. started, in a sense, you know?
1: Marisol McKee defending against Chance Ellison. Um, I got to be honest with you. I've really, as this is similar to a ping pong ball, mm. this is what's been going on in my mind trying to pick this match. It's like,
2: see, not me. I'm ready, set. made up my on what? Days ago, yeah. I said, you know what? Lay it on me. It's going to be Marisol McKee. She's going to defend. She's going really? to defend. She's going to defend. She's going to do it. She's going to do it. I know a Chance real... wants it real bad. And look, you know, you and I on this program have been big supporters of Chance. Huge. But I, as much as I think he's, he's ready for it, and I wouldn't be surprised if he wins. Absolutely not. But I do think Marisol will get the job done in New York. It's going to be a great match. Absolutely, it's an interfaction match. Both faction mates going at it. That's a huge thing. Shannon Barney is their manager. That's going to be interesting to see how she manages that situation in a live event where tensions and emotions will be running high. It's going to be a spectacle, no matter what. It's a it's corruption once again is headlining a major event. It's not it's not a full on corruption invitational because of the undercard. Uh, does not have any Corruption players, but they do, you know, have two players playing for the singles title. That belt is not leaving the faction of Corruption. It's staying there. It can be, It's going to be worth seven or eight points, depending who wins, and that's going to further catapult them into the faction race and to retain or to, uh, in other words, Duplicate what they did last year and winning the belt. What you got on your shoulder over there? What are you doing? This is a championship. We're you cold or something? What is going we're on? We're talking about there? titles, so oh, I just okay. thought I'd ha- I put one on. Okay. oh good for you. Or are
1: you talking about my YouTube plaque?
2: <laughs> 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 your YouTube plaque, yeah. Has has your my name on it. Was like, hey, here you go. It has my name on it. You are, you are you already know that.
1: That's true. Um, that's true. so look, this is one of those head versus heart things. And before I forget, we do have a <laughs> super
2: chat. There
1: it is, from Tim Sim who says 588 days since Atlanta Live event. Over Who's counting? Years. Who's counting? Hey, 88 Tim li- counting. Li- like that number. Um, this is one of those head versus heart things for me because sure. I think I wanted Marisol to win as much as I love Ethan Irwin. I just wanted to see that moment finally happen. That moment finally did happen, and I want to see it continue. I really do. Um, however, I, I, that's my heart talking. My head says no one in the history of this game is better equipped to go out there and win the singles championship than Chance Ellison. Chance Ellison is the most qualified player to ever play for the singles championship, in my opinion. You look at stats. You look at wins. You look at dominance across multiple divisions. This guy has been put to the ringer. He has Last year's manager of the year. His teammate is the second greatest of all time, or some people would say 1A, 1B. Um, sure. Some people would say that. Some people. He's the second greatest player of all time. Chance Ellison is right there. He's got all the tools. He's ready to go, the most qualified person to ever play. And, and Frank Janis, this, this is what I can't believe. I cannot believe that I get to be there and see it live and in living color. Brooklyn, New York, the boat is going to be there. You're going to be there. Not you, but the people watching right now, they're going to be there. PLD is going to be there. The Schmoville universe will be in attendance to watch history as Chance Ellison will march from the fan leagues to the stage in Brooklyn to the team's championships all the way to the singles title live and in living color. And I'm going to be there to see it. I'm going to witness history.
2: I think you're going to witness a different type of of history Brad and that's Marisol McKee the first woman to win the singles title will also be the first woman to defend the singles title in a live event in New York against her faction mate Chance who she knows very well from these from the past couple of years now at this point and look Marisol is is well equipped for this event as we saw her play against Ethan Irwin It was her first live event ever was a five round match against Ethan Irwin, who's been on an absolute tear this season. Her first live event in person, not sitting in front of a, a camera on her on her computer, where she's in a room by herself. She was in a room with fans and other fellow competitors looking at her. Every move, every answer, every miss. And she was able to topple big-time Ethan Irwin in her very first live event match. Chance has been there before, too. But... His last live event, I think, with the last two of his three, he's lost, right? So it's not like he has this huge advantage. I think going into this live event in New York. Sure, he's played there once and and then beat Janine uh, in a match. Sure, but she has the strap. She's got the belt. She's walking in there with a ton of confidence. And you know what? Chances had a couple opportunities to to grab the singles belt to go on the path and he hasn't gotten it done until now to where he's now within an arm's reach of grabbing that belt. Marisol got a shot right away because she played well, and she took advantage of that lone shot she's had in a very young career and capitalized. She has one loss on her record. She's 6-1. She has one loss, and now she's defending the singles belt against a guy who's been trying to grab this thing for, for the past couple of seasons, and he hasn't done it yet. I suspect he's going to get real close. But no cigar. Marisol is going to win this one, not decisively, but in a squeaker for sure, and probably what I dare say, an all-timer. I think it'll be an all-timer, one for the ages, between Marisol McKee and Chance Allison, live in Brooklyn, New York. It does not get any better than that.
1: And exactly, I, I agree with everything that you just said, other than the winner. We're pretty much the majority of everything that you said I don't agree with, but the last part <laughs> that you said I agree with, and that's the fact: that if you do not want to be watching this, if if you are in the tri-state area. You do not want to be watching this from your couch at home. If you are double vaxxed up, you got your card, and you got a car or a ride share app, you better march your hind parts down to Brooklyn, the best of the boroughs, go inside the roulette, and watch history or her story unfold right in front of your very eyes. You do not want to say, man, you should have gone there. You don't want to do that. You want to be able to be there live and in person, and if nothing else, you get to finally answer that question you've always had in the back of your mind, is the boat's hair real? (laughs) <laughs> you come on down to Brooklyn. I'll let you tug on it. Well, I don't I wanna, want anyone.
2: I don't want anyone to take that one out of, comment, yeah, yeah, out of context. Yeah, yeah, Sounds a little crazy. I want to point out this uh, point to this one comment from Tim Sin once again. Uh, this one's free of charge, Tim. When it comes to the buzzer round, Chance <laughs> wins that round yeah. hands down. Uh, you look. Everyone said that about Ethan Irwin, and yeah, he's he's home. He's not in New York this weekend. He's not. You know. There. So as much as that might be true, I don't think we we fully saw. Uh, Marisol I thought we saw a pretty good showing from from Marisol in that speed round and there's no reason why she can't build upon that performance and 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 dominate a speed round you know it'll be interesting to to see where the score is at at that point that's the fourth round who knows how that betting round goes that can dictate a lot of strategy in the speed round whether or not Marisol has to be aggressive, or can lay back and see what Chance does, because maybe he's got to catch up. Maybe Marisol would have to catch up, and maybe Chance is over aggressive and then starts, you know, dropping points there. So a lot can happen um, when before we get to that fourth round. Sure, can Chance dominate a speed round? hundred percent. We've seen him do it. Does it mean he'll do it against Marisol, who's only played in one speed round like that in the buzzer round speed round? She did pretty good against Ethan Irwin. I thought. And we'll see what you can do against Chance. And maybe that is the deciding factor. Maybe not. We'll have to see because round two, as we saw from steals, that can have a huge factor in this match. Whether or not they bet three, two, one, or zero points in that betting round can determine how aggressive or passive someone is in that, in that speed round. And obviously, I think if you get to that final round, odds are it's probably going to come down to the fives. And if it comes down to the fives, it may even go beyond that into sudden death. And Chance Ellison has been one of the best first round players of all time in this game. Marisol not too shabby herself, especially this year. Her she has high marks in that round, so she can go toe to toe with Chance any day of the week. I don't think you know there's much that these players know that the other one doesn't. I, right. and so it's gonna be it's gonna be a very very tight match. Again, these these two are faction mates. They've been studying together for you know, the better part of two years at this point. I think they know each other very well. That wheel will be very interesting. We'll see if... um, I I don't know that Spinners or Opponents' Choice is going to be on the wheel. I doubt it's kind of a tradition at this point to not do that unless you're Polo Yama. Um, The the wheel physical? I don't think so, right? It's going to be digital, right? That I do not know. I don't know either. I don't know. Um, I'm sure they would like it to be physical, so... It very oh, well. We I own. think it, I think it might be, but I don't know hundred percent. I would be. All I can say is I'm sure they're trying. If there's any way to make it physical, I'm sure they're they're going about it that way. But it, it, I doubt it. I doubt it. But we'll, I don't know. We'll see. I I, I think
1: it's going to be digital. I mean, that's what it was last time, right? In New York, wasn't it digital? Oh uh, no, they had a
2: little spinning wheel. The small yeah, spin so right? long. I mean, what did they do in Atlanta? Was it digital? It was digital in Atlanta. Um Yeah. It, it might yeah. be the it might it might be the mini version, which it sh- if if that's what it needs to be. I just because the haul that that huge freaking wheel across the country ain't cheap. So it's gotta be a couple hundred bucks to ship that thing. Yeah. So it it's it might be one of the mini ones. You never know. I don't know.
1: Oh we'll find out. We'll find out. I'll I'll, I'll do some Some uh, gum shoeing. Yeah, Yeah, some recon. That's the word I was looking for. There you go. When I get to New York. Um, Here's the other thing. Let's talk about this. The undercard? Yeah. Josh Horowitz. Griffey Nooms. Griffey Nooms. Going at it. I like Griffey Nooms. I I like him. He's a good guy. But guess what? Just moved into this new house. Guess what I found out? My next door neighbor, he's a good guy, too. (laughs) <laughs> doesn't mean he's going to go out there and beat Josh Horowitz. You know what I mean? Josh Horowitz is, in two words, that dude. I, I have full confidence in him. Now, I think Griffy Nooms is great. I really do. And what he and King Khan their match recently, yeah. I saw a lot of really smart Schmodown playing from him. But I remember being uh, in a virtual backstage, the virtual green room right and watching josh horowitz go to work right and sitting there in front of this very laptop i'm in front of right now and being astounded and amazed at the pulls this guy was able to make especially under a 15 second pressure cooker now here's the other thing you know frank i've uh griffey Neumes is a performer if you listen to him on 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 the Big Things show, he talked about being a performer. Yeah. His whole Blank life, check. he's trying to pop a crowd, right? Blank check. He's trying to pop a crowd. I think that actually goes against him. That that performer gene, I think, is gonna his his need to entertain the crowd, his need to play to the crowd, his need to get a reaction. From the crowd, I actually think it's going to play to his disadvantage. Josh Horowitz, all about the business, right? That's all he's there for, okay? He's going to go and answer the questions in front of him. I'm afraid that Griffey Nooms is going to want to do too much performance
2: and not enough performance. I think you are wrong. I think you are wrong. I think you are wrong. I think it's actually going to be to his benefit because what it will do, sure, they're both New York guys, but what it's going to do, uh, Griffin Noom's playing to the crowd, and by the way, I think he's going to do that effortlessly. I think it's going to be secondhand nature to him, so it's not going to expel any more unnecessary energy than he already would have. Just being his natural self, he will endear himself to that crowd, thus having the crowd on his side, cheering for him, and giving him somewhat of a... Uh, um, a theater advantage over Josh Horowitz. He's Josh Horowitz is gonna feel the crowd more on on, on Griffin Nooms' side, and I think that's gonna affect Horowitz because he's gonna be like, "Hey, what's going on here? How how can this be? They're the Finstock Exchange. We don't like those guys. He's a like, Josh Horowitz. Is a quirky work. They're the good guys in this thing, right? But I think the crowd is going to be so endeared to Griffy Nooms that it's going to throw off Josh Horowitz. He's going to feel that energy and, and feel a little bit unsure. And I think that part will lead him to maybe perhaps play to the crowd and and get him in an uncomfortable position where he's thinking about too much about that instead of what he's got to write down on his whiteboard. And then Griffy Nooms is up, you know, nine to seven at the end of round one. I think Griffy Nooms is going to take this one, and it's going to be a great match between two rookies. Are 3 0 at this point in a second round tournament match. Uh, I think this one is really going to be a, a display of what this rookie class is all about between Josh Horowitz and Griffin and Griffin News. It's going to be, I think, a very entertaining match because of Griffy Nooms and Josh Horowitz, of course, but the star of that match is going to be Griffin News because of his theatrics and because he's going to come up with a big victory Saturday night.
1: You know what I'm thinking looking at you say all the things that you just said right now you know what's going on in my mind mm. how could a man so handsome be so wrong all the time that's what i'm thinking about you right now. Yeah. it's a it's a the gift that keeps on giving in some ways um i yeah i i, I look just from what i've seen Horowitz is gonna go out and he's just he's just a monster he's just gonna don't i think i think i think i think we could be in tko territory i mean
2: that's really how i'm feeling you know it's That would be interesting because the questions, you know, there's really no rhyme or reason. I think the the field out there is trying to, you know, the competitors are trying to figure out what's kind of, you know, the cadence of these questions coming out here now and what's the difficulty level, where they're being placed, what are they asking for, how are they switching up things? You know, we see this with movie release dates, uh, you know, where they've switched it up uh oscars you know they keep switching up how they're asking these questions what they're looking for and how they're and what information is being given in these questions uh i think Griffy nooms is definitely a student of the game at this point i think he, and and not to say that josh horowitz isn't but i think Josh uh griffy nooms pays a little bit more attention to these little details in terms of how the game is being constructed i think he looks at it in that kind of level, whereas Josh Horowitz is like, I know a lot, let me brush up on some stuff that I don't know, and he prepares for his, for his game, but not in the way in terms of how to how to beat the game. He's playing the game, and that is Josh Horowitz. He's playing the game, and whatever happens, happens. If I know it, then great. If I don't, I'll go to multiple choice and see what happens there. News Nooms, I think he's the type of player who wants to know how the game is being constructed, how to prepare for the game, and not let the game come to him he's going to the game he's playing the game and thus will be victorious Saturday night and also full disclaimer he is on my fantasy team <laughs> so, okay there we <laughs> go and now but, we're getting to the but, the sauce but the sauce. that is why he's on my fantasy team for everything I just said okay so well. you know that's my fantasy scouting report I wonder uh, I-,
1: I do have like some insider information about the New York live event I'm just wondering if I could share it or not
2: yeah that's what you do here I think you should.
1: But it's not really relevant to what we're talking about.
2: Is it for the New York live event? Mm Mm-hmm. Are we talking about the match at the New York live event? We are. Are we wrapping up this segment? I think so. I think so. We can drop a nugget. You know, this is the, you know.
1: This is for all the fans who are going to be in attendance. So this is what, you're going to get to see something special. Not only will I be on the stage on Saturday. Oh, oops. I think I just ruined it. I will be on the stage on Saturday. In What capacity? What capacity? be rocking it pre-show style with, I'll just say this, a man who is an author like myself, known for the writings of a Ah. galaxy far, Ah. far far away. That's great. He might be a boss, but not the one like Bateman. You know, the one that you want on your back, like especially if you have a casino. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? I got you. Like a pit. Mm -hmm boss something like that okay something like that
2: i mean we could just say ken sock we could just we could stop being around the bush
1: i'm sorry i'm not familiar with that name who the pit boss pit pit boss I heard, i've heard ken of that. yeah Ken what's the, what's, the, what's the last one you know i'm not all right i've all never right. taken a nap in my socks but it sounds delightful
2: wow you say that to him on stage saturday night okay you think i get a groan from the audience maybe people love Thank- ken Get Way more than they love you. Let me tell you. I think that that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. So you know what? You want to go ahead and try? You know your your nappy socks routine out there. I don't. You go ahead. You go ahead. Okay.
1: <laughs> Why don't we talk about the next match? All right. Transitions aside, <laughs> let's
2: talk about yeah, Gold Leader and Grimshaw. Ken Natsab was a former Star Wars champion, and let's talk about the Star Wars tournament <sighs> matchup between Gold Leader and and his podcast made from four center Joseph Scrimshaw <laughs> look at these guys! Give, oh give it my to goodness. him give it to yeah. him it was a first round matchup and look i had a bad feeling about this <laughs> i really did because scrimshaw came into this into this match wanting four. crazy just insane. What are the craziest stats He came into this, into this match, a 1-4 record with an accuracy rate of 90%. 1-4, 90% accuracy, right? Goal leader, you know, he's got one loss under his belt in his rookie campaign, and that is to the now current Star Wars champion. No, not Alex Damon. No, not Andrew Melanta, but one Thomas Harper of the Den. Um, that's the only loss Goal leader has on his record and goal leader you know he he's dangerous man this guy is dangerous so i knew jose joseph scrimshaw was in for a fight but so was goal leader he goal leader was also going to be in for a fight and you know you look at this first round goal leader is the one to miss first between both of them you know they both hit the first question and then they and then goal leader misses uh and he's down two to one and and i'm thinking hey well, hey. Scrimshaw, this mm-hmm. this could work out for him. But then on the ensuing question, Scrimshaw misses, and goal leader gets it, so we're back at square one. It's 2-2 two to two through the first three questions. And then uh, it's going pretty well in that first round, but then Scrimshaw kind of falls off there at uh, questions 8-9, and, and goal leader ends up with a 9-7 to seven lead, and I go, oh, we had a shot here, Joseph. We had a shot. And uh, the way this division plays now, two-point lead, usually stays a two-point lead uh, for the most part. And it was kind of more of the same sort of in the second round where Scrimshaw has to check down to multiple choice a couple times. He gets it right, but when you check down like that and and then then goal leader goes after you and he goes perfect, five for five for the full ten points, he adds on that two-point lead to make it a four-point lead. Even though Scrimshaw didn't miss anything in the second round, and, you know, then we play out the usual third round where they each get their two, their three, and their five. And in the finals, 29 to 25 in favor of goal leader. Uh, he moves on to the semifinal where he's going to play Man. Laura Kelly of Swag. And let me tell you, this was a matchup I wanted really bad, even though it came at the expense of Joseph Scrimshaw. But this is a matchup I really want to see between Laura Kelly and Gold Leader. Because I do remember Laura Kelly, I don't know if it was on our show or another show in the preseason, where she had talked about seeing Gold Leader in these online Star Wars matches like elsewhere. And she was like, who is this guy? And this is the guy. I believe this is the guy she was talking about or, or referencing in one of those interviews way back early on in the season. And so now they're going to face off one-on-one in the Schmodown in the Star Wars tournament. Uh, the right to go to the t- tournament final to see if if either one of them will play a Damon or a DiMolanto. That's how that's the other sides working out, which is going to be bonkers in a couple weeks to see that match go down. And uh, but Joseph Scrimshaw, I the guy is one in five, has a career actually right now of eighty nine percent, and he's one in five in this division, Brad. It's it insane. is absolutely insanity to me. I tweeted out earlier today. This is criminal. It's criminal. That he's one in five with a with an eighty nine percent career accuracy rate doesn't make any damn sense. But that's, that's the way this division is. That's
1: insanity, like Sean Hannity. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it rhymed. Well, I never thought I'd hear that name on the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me neither. But it rhymed in my head. Um, and it's in a, it's a, it's a, you know it's accurate. Um, it's it's crazy. It's crazy that Joseph Grimshaw. But it's one of those things in. in Star Wars like you said it, it's actually going to become more common than not because when you have the best constantly going up against the best someone's record is going to dwindle do you yeah. know what i mean it's just going to happen yeah. now when you talk about goal leader versus Laura Kelly you you're talking about what some people would even characterize as a Star Wars division dream match oh yeah right do you have you know the the dark side of Laura Kelly or Frank, are you gonna go with the Gold Leader?
2: <laughs> See what she did there. Yeah,
1: um, I just saw James Bond. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's on my mind. This is this is a a heart versus head thing. Like my heart says, Laura Kelly. I want Laura Kelly to win. I mm. do. Mm. But man, I do feel like Gold Leader might it's it might win. But this is this is so this is gonna be. Because Laura Kelly really knows how to play this game. She knows what she needs to do. She knows what she can't afford to do. Gold Leader, I think he knows that too. But he's rarely been in that kind of position, except for when he played Thomas Harper, where he where he did lose. So it's not like Gold Leader is infallible. Obviously, he is. He lost. He lost to Thomas Harper, the Star Wars champion. But then again, his only loss is to Star Wars champion. And Laura Kelly, her only loss this season is to a Star Wars champion. That was Andrew T. Molanta. Um, you know, and so she's played great. She's played great, and I think she might be in, even in a a better mode of operation now that she is with now that she has been this long with Winston as her manager. I think that's gonna do wonders for her coming into this match because I actually kind of liken Andrew Melanta going from the Finsock Exchange to the Mercs and Laura Kelly going from Corruption to swag. I think they're kind of like have parallel paths in a way where they were so wound up, so played so tight with their former factions, right? Very serious. It was very, you know, cutthroat mentality. Um and it didn't quite deliver the results that they wished it would have for them last season, right? Andrew Melanta goes to the mercs, lightens up a bit, plays a little bit more loose and fun, and just really goes out there and has a good time. And he became the Star Wars champion and defended the belt twice. Once against Alex Damon and then one against Laura Kelly. I think Laura Kelly going from corruption to swag is a blessing in disguise for her, even though she may not want to hear that because she adores you know, her people on corruption. And I know Shannon Barney adores Laura Kelly as someone that she got to know very well last year and go on that and go on that incredible ride with her, you know, in the Star Wars Division play last year. But Winston and Coy are kind of on similar wavelengths in terms of being a little bit more jovial, a little bit more loose, but also Winston can be very serious and very straight to the point and is like, hey, this is what we got to do, and very supportive. And I think that could actually help Laura in her her lead-up to the match with Gold Leader. And I hope, I hope that it is enough to give her the edge over Gold Leader, um and and we'll see we'll see what happens you know i mean it's going to be this one's gonna be a lot of fun because i think all the characterization's going to be in this match is what i'm really clamoring for because we don't get a lot of that in the star wars division but we're going to get with these two and this one could be this could be the match of the tournament and one of the matches of the year no. i mean th- well that i agree
1: with The match I'm looking most forward to this is you're gonna hate me for saying this. This is 1B because golly, (laughs) the one I'm looking forward to the most, I think, is next week. Molly Damon,
2: Alex, sure. I mean, yeah, oh, let me ask you. I'm looking forward to it, but do I think that'll end up being like one of the matches of the year? Not per se, but. Let me ask you this, and I don't mean any
1: disrespect by saying this, so I hope it's not taken that way. Just given the pedigree of Alex Damon, yeah, how dominant he was for how long he was dominant. Now
2: he's coming off of, is it two two defeats, two,
0: in two losses
1: in a
2: row? Yeah, in a row. And, and I mean, if you count Interdictum, you know, he, you know, he lost in that. Mm. I'm doing
1: Star Wars. But even if you do do it, okay. So, but he comes in; he's got to be the favorite. Between the two, obviously, obviously the favorite. If Molly Damon beats Alex Damon. <laughs> oh
2: my god! No, I, is yeah. that? I mean, it'd be in the running,
1: but would that be upset of the year?
2: It's in the running for sure. You're right about that. Will it? Will it? Will it be the upset of the year? I don't know. I mean, JTE over Adam Collins still. It I I still sticks in my head as a major upset. It's I think a major upset. Paige for Betty over Ben Bateman is a major upset that's still stuck oh, in my great head. Great match. Um, I think there's still a bit of a ways to go in the singles tournament. Um, that I mean, look, in the team's tournament, what if King Arthur goes on to win the tournament and then goes to spectacular and wins at spectacular, whether it's against Lightning Time or Shazam, That's, I mean, that's, that's to me, that would be upset maybe of the year. I don't know. Like there's, there's a lot more out there that could happen, but no doubt if Molly Damon were to beat Alex Damon, yes, that is definitely in the running for upset of the year. It just depends. And I, and I couldn't really give you an answer like as of that match and you looked at every other match and you know, before that, is that the upset of the year up to that point? I maybe I think you get a lot of people that would probably say yes, but there's some other ones out there that are equally, if not more of an upset of the year, worthy. Um, but it will be in the running, that's for damn sure, if that were to happen. I
1: mean, Jerry, Jeremy Miller says Molly would beat a champion who defended four times, and she's one in three. Way bigger upset than upsets we currently have. Good I point, mean,
2: Jeremy. Yeah, I mean, you put point. it that way for sure. But, we, but also you have to look at how because she's one in three but you have to look at how that division operates so it's not uncommon to have a sub 500 player you know go on to play a championship match remember like andrew Melanto was like 500 when he played a title match so it, that's that yeah. type of thing is not uncommon for the records of players and, and those players being those type of positions but it is it is still a valid point um i think that that should be looked at for sure we will see.
1: We will see what comes of it here in the weeks to come. I'm excited to see you have a but leader. congratulations to the yeah. gold leader. he should make that his theme. So not me singing it, but like someone who sounds like Shirley Bassey.
2: I, I don't. You know what?
1: It's too we'll we'll, we'll put in the mixing. hopper.
2: We'll see what happens. But you know, we'll we'll. <laughs> We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about it. He's a gold leader. All right, next match.
1: (laughs) Find a transition to that, to Deception
2: and Chaos Theory. Gold leader uh, it's going to, you know, don't be deceived by Brad's voice Uh. and and use that as your theme song because it might create a lot of chaos for David B. to incorporate that, you know, into for as it, the theme song it, it, it you know, you know. Smooth.
1: <laughs> smooth so
2: you know what i actually i found this guy on tiktok uh who who like goes, i forget his name you might have you might have seen him on twitter or elsewhere or, you know instagram I forget his name but he he uh he goes around to people he'll even do it on like uh was it chat roulette even or mm-hmm. like omegle or something like that and he'll find these random people on the street or on the internet and he's like hey give me three words and i'm going to do a rap verse for you with these th- i'm going to throw these three words in there you don't know where obviously but he's like i want to figure out how to use them and it's great stuff i'll f- i'll send you a, send, a TikTok. Yeah. yeah it's pretty yeah. great it's pretty great but anyways deception chaos theory who this this did not go the way that i thought it would go as a spoiler alert uh it went to sudden death folks Want to Sudden Death. That's right, Chaos Theory took Deception to Sudden Death. And that's right, Deception outlasted Chaos Theory just by a mere point. 34 to 33. Um, I will say right off the bat, Brad, I think your boy Nick Harley, impressive stuff today. Impressive really? stuff. Played really well. I think he, he, he outplayed Jacoby Bancroft just by a little bit. And and that's that's saying a lot because I think Jacoby Bancroft is really, really good. But it seemed like Nick Harley kind of had the reins in this match of those two, and it was impressive to watch. I think he got a couple questions that the entire field just didn't know at, at a couple points in this match. And uh, so that impressed me. And uh, I think Jacoby leaned on Nick a little bit more in this match, and it showed, and it got them to sudden death, and not to... <laughs> rub salt in the wound for Jacoby or Nick as well but Jacoby was the one that missed the sudden death question that gave Deception the win not Nick Harley now there's this if you're people like Ben Bateman who go look down on the FCL you can't look at this match and be like Nick Harley doesn't belong Nick Harley definitely belongs made a big statement here against two former or not former one singles champion one former singles champion who are a team here Deception that have a lot of hype. A lot of build around them, and Nick Harley went toe-to-toe with them uh, this whole match. Jacoby Bancroft played well, too, but it wasn't enough for the uh, expertise of Deception. It was an incredible match. A
1: couple things here. Let's yeah. start off with Ben Bateman, who <laughs> is and <laughs> always has been. not even in this match, been, but yeah. <laughs> who is and always has been an idiot. Um, although you called I, him I, a has-been. I was like, whoa. No, okay. no, 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 no. He's not a has-been. Um, that, that would mean he had to really accomplish something. Ohio? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm uh, Big Ben Bateman fan. However, don't talk smack about the first-class league or the participants thereof when you can't even get the job done against a rookie. Okay? You couldn't get the job done against a rookie, Ben Bateman. Know your role. Shut your mouth. Keep your words soft and sweet because you might have to eat them later. Jack! Oof. But, Nick Harley... Right, first the inaugural FACL champion. You know what he brought to this match? He brought that big Nick energy. Is what he brought to this match.
2: <laughs> All right, big sensor boardship. Nick
1: energy is what he brought to this match. I was so impressed with him. God, I was so impressed. I mean, look, Chaos Theory in general. Like I'm not going to shortchange Jacoby Bancroft here. Yeah. You. you look look at this look at the line here. Look at this data line down here. Deception, 89%. Chaos theory, 87%. It doesn't get much closer than that. Going into overtime with Marisol McKee, the singles champion. With Adam and Collins, the former singles champion, the guy who beat Dan Merle in sudden death, might I add. The guy who ran through the singles tournament last year. Nick Harley, Jacoby Bancroft came within a point. Right, or I guess technically within two points of defeating them, right, getting them out of here. I would have loved to see it, but you know what? There's a reason why those two names on the other side of the aisle have both had singles championships around their waist or shoulders or wherever they'd like to wear them. Um, you know, waist, shoulder. I think those are really your
2: only options. You want <laughs> yeah, to wear I it. think so. Unless Otherwise, you you're like, just disrespecting the belt. You know, unless you, unless you want like want to wear it like this, you know. I don't like. Oh, Bibbs did that. There's actually a picture yeah. of Bibbs like that. I think it's on the Rundown Instagram page, which is somewhat inactive. <laughs> but if you went over there, you could you could find the picture. Uh, he's standing next to Sam Levine, actually. So,
1: but I think that Nick Harley and Jacoby Brinkley did a great job, and of course, Deception did what we expect Deception to do: play great when the pressure is on. Yeah. Um, this was second round action, and um. I I wouldn't be surprised if we see Deception in these finals.
2: Yeah, I mean, they certainly have a shot here. They're going to play King Arthur next. Mm. um, And that's a rookie Mm. team, another Mm -hmm. rookie team that they're Mm -hmm. facing, but not to be taken lightly, obviously, with them dispatching a final exam. Exactly. Um, You know, I want to go back to this first round for Deception and cast there because this was one of the most fun first rounds in a team's match, I think, all year. And it wasn't because we had double Dewberries or we had perfect rounds from two of the f- four players. It was because Adam Collins and Nick Harley had six points each, Marisol McKee, the singles champion, and rookie Jacoby Bancroft had five points each, which meant both teams were tied at 11 points apiece. I mean, this thing was, this this first round was incredible. I mean, everyone was missing here and there. There was no rhyme or reason really to it. Um You know, Nick Harley. I think he got he had one um, instance where he was the only one that got the question right. It was that second question. And actors and actresses, um, there's been there was like two or three rounds where just one each uh, teammate from each team got the question right, and it was back and forth, tight all the way throughout this first round. Uh, Really, really incredible to watch, and it just goes to show you that the difficulty level is being reconfigured and as we get later on into these tournament season matches um and this I think is evidenced by that especially when we have we have so much to go on with Marisol McKee and Adam Collins we know where like their baseline is at at this point having played around 8 nine, ten matches uh singles wise or even collectively teams and singles somewhere near like 14 matches something like that 10 11 12 matches uh Jacobie Bancroft Nick Harley don't have that much game film on them right And they're still hanging around with the likes of two singles champions in this match. So I think it tells you where the difficulty level is going when you look at Adam Collins and Marisol McKee's performance. But it also informs you Jacoby Bancroft and Nick Harley are right around their levels, despite the question difficulty going up, right? So that's what made this first round very interesting and very telling, I think, going forward for... the the rest of the year in terms of the level of difficulty and where we could project to see Jacoby Bancroft and Nick Harley go from here on out. Because Tim Sim, uh, in a a super chat, chat. he says, uh, stars are now down to Janine and Alex Damon to keep their season going in the tournaments. How would you look back at Bancroft's rookie season? And I would say tremendous promise. Tremendous promise. I go back to watching him at the Cantina play that match. Yes, he lost against Bibiani, but it was William Bibiani, who's just in another mode at this at this at this point in his career. But Jacoby Bancroft, I thought definitely is a key piece in the future of the movie trivia showdown. I think he, he's well, he's not LA local, he's pretty close, and so I think he can participate a lot if he puts himself in a position where um he's going to be in some live events big time matches studio matches he can be a part of the future where the, the schmodown is going and i fully think he can be a part of that nick harley i'm not quite sure on his situation but he also shows he does belong in 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 some aspect whether that's i don't know playing the digital league and fcl next season or if he can make it out uh to some studio matches if Chaos Theory remains a team going into next season because i think They've played two matches here, and they've shown that they belong and that they can hang with some of the best teams out there and some of the best players out there. And uh, I look I look forward to seeing what Jacoby and Nick Harley can do next season, wherever they're playing.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I just want Nick Harley to continue to bring that big Nick energy everywhere that he goes, and uh, whether that's with Jacoby Bancroft, whether that's, um, you know, in – MTS proper, whether you know we see him ever again in the FCL. I mean, I, yeah. there's, there, there. I will say this: there are there are big, big things going to happen for the first class league next year, like massive tectonic shifts. That um, I think myself and the chairman and creator of the movie Trivia Showdown will have to do some sort of joint press conference here Uh-oh. rather soon to announce. All the great things that are coming, FCL related. But um Deception, King Arthur, semifinal action. I don't know how you don't go with Deception. Um, however, yeah. how much did this match take out of him? That's the question. When you have to really pull and dig down deep in a in a in a sudden death match, like we just saw Deception do. It can do one of two sure. things. It can motivate you to go. Through a brick wall and knock on the castle door of King Arthur. Arthur. wasn't let I was ex- let slide. <laughs> Thank you. Take Excalibur and stab the team right in the heart. Too graphic?: Or having to dig that deep and go into sudden death could mentally fatigue you going into your next match? And you have
2: spent your best performance. You peaked too early. I, you know what? I'm going to disagree with you right there because I think this is I think exactly way. what they needed. This yeah, is okay. this is exactly what Deception needed. Kick in the pants. Kick in the pants and to also prove that they can withstand the heat. Whoever, Wherever it's coming from, whether it's the rookie team, a veteran team, look, they had to answer their five in response to chaos theory. Yeah, Vickers' theory hits their five, and it's like, all right, Deception, you need to hit your five to force this to sudden death. And you know, there's been a bit of a, a stigma on Adam Collins, on Deception, on Marisol McKee. Can they hit the five pointer? Can they hit it? Because in the past, they've gotten close, but haven't been able to capitalize on those fives when the when the opportunity arises. And they did that here, and they showed up big time. So. I think this is definitely a a kick in the pants. It's definitely also, I think, a confidence booster, knowing that they can get in the dirt and come out the victors when it when it really does get grimy in this match. When it's a, it's a tough tough first round, right? You know they 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 do pretty well with uh, YA Adaptions uh, in their second round category. They were gifted. They had a gift of opponent's choice that they gave to Chaos Theory and they gave them 1970s. Now, I will say, I will say, I'm not much of a 70s savant when it comes to 70s cinema, but I felt like these 70s questions were not at a level of difficulty that I would expect at this point. I'll even go back to when Khan got 70s, Uh, When he played Lon Harris, the past batch of 70s questions got me really thinking, are we, what's going on here? Because the 70s used to be just kind of like, oh, ask Jeff Snyder, stay, keep that the hell away from me. I don't want to go anywhere near that. But I'm looking at these questions now for the 70s, these past couple of times has come up whether it's teams and singles. And I'm going, hmm, I don't know what's going on here because i felt like a lot of those 70s questions you know i think really i mean like they will they go to multiple choice on that love story question who was the the main um main actor there and i forget that ryan o'neill i think was the name mm-hmm. but it was ryan o'neill and and, and and like sure love story is a pretty popular famous movie from that time i don't know how much it transfers to you know people in their mid-20s, you know, have seen Love Story, but um, other than that, I thought those questions were, you know, okay, because in in the past 70s, it's kind of been like a death nail for some people, for a lot of people out there. If you're not one Drew McQueenie or a Bibiani or an Ethan Irwin, right, a Dan Merle, like, most people would stay away from the 70s. If you gave them the option between 70s and 80s, Everyone's going probably 80s, and not a whole lot of people are going to go to the 70s. So I thought actually Chaos Theory got a little bit fortunate with the, this question they got in the 70s, but they answered what was um, right in front of them. Also, Randy right to be good makes up a good point here. How many Jesus Christ musicals are there? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's like I've never seen Jesus Christ Superstar. I haven't either. But, like, I've heard of it, and when I heard yep. that question, I was like, well— there's only one answer that comes to my mind, and that's Jesus Christ Superstar. So, but anyways, I digress. This was a great match, great back and forth. Um, I showed a lot of promise of the future of the Schmodown, which is comprised of both of these teams, all these players, all four players here. And uh, I look forward to especially seeing what Jacoby and Nick Crowley can do um, in their sophomore year. Now, speaking
1: of sophomore years, uh, Adam Collins... Has had one going kind of up and has had ups and downs this year, we should say. Um more, more more hits than misses, but um not the same season that he had last year, obviously. Right. He's got a match coming up against Brennan Meyer,
2: right? So you would uh, you might call him the uh uh-huh. what'd you call him,
0: Brad? If you find the only, that is right for you.
1: The fine Young. Tenderoni, Brendan, the kid, Meyer. Give us some Roni, brother. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm this is, sure he Hates me.
2: <laughs> I I think I think I think he misses it because you know what? I uh, I miss it and I know everyone out there watching and listening misses it as well. So I think they're thrilled. They got to hear this should, for you. Should I this.
1: drop a fine young tenderoni? on the stage on saturday
2: if if the opportunity calls for it i mean absolutely you gotta pull if there's the trigger an opportunity that. To you have it to in. pull should the I, trigger yeah should i sing it no i wouldn't sing it I wouldn't. Sing okay, it. okay okay yeah yeah <laughs> it's too bad he's not, i one. mean if he is in new york if he is there walking out josh horowitz you know maybe maybe get a little tenderoni chat going you know you see him you know tenderoni there you go yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That'd yeah. be good. That okay. Be good. Who do you have before we leave? Yeah. Who do you have in that one?
2: Brendan Meyer, Adam Collins. This is a rematch from last year's tournament where Adam Collins squeaked by Brendan Meyer. Squeaked. Brendan Meyer <laughs> has been on a roll this year, especially with the teams, right? I'm.
1: Mm, it's a tough wanna, one.
2: It is. It is really tough. But I'm gonna go Adam Collins. I think Brendan Meyer might turn out to be one of these players that, because Brendan Meyer has a middling singles career, but he really excels when he's teamed up with Bibs, and I think this might be another case of that. And I'm gonna give it to Adam Collins just because I think he also wants to kind of replicate that success he had from the singles tournament last year. And now that he has more, you know, planners belt, more situations, I think that experience is going to help him because both players are very well experienced. So I, I, but I do think Adam Collins, you know, he's a single, he was a single champ for reasons. I think, I think he can eke this one out again. Will it go to Sunday? Maybe I wouldn't be surprised, but it's going to be a hell of a match. And that's, that's Friday's match. That's Friday afternoon match. uh, Drops 2 PM Pacific which is just mere hours before the live event in New York. So, I mean, you're going to get Adam Collins, Brendan Meyer, then the New York live event of Griffey Nooms versus Josh Horowitz, and the main event, Marisol McKee, Chance Ellison. Three matches. Well, I'm sorry, that's Saturday. So that preempts Saturday. But still, Friday to Saturday, crazy three matches you're going to have right there. Yeah.
1: Well, Frank Janis, we will find out what happens with Adam Collins and Brennan the Kid Meyer. We will find out what happens between Josh Horowitz and Griffy Nooms, and we will find out what happens after five, 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 five rounds of movie trivia showdown action for the singles championship between Chance Ellison, Marisol McKee. Who will win? Who will walk out of Brooklyn? The singles champion of the movie Tribute down, We will find out in less than 48. But for now, that's Frankie Boy Janish, at Frankie J 29 I'm Brad Gilmore, at Brad Gilmore, go figure. This is the only show that matters. This is the show that we call the Shmoedown Rundown, and we'll see y'all next week.